live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the window. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. This is Rick Lee James, and I'm so glad that you could join me today. This is a different kind of episode than I often do. I always try to change things up as much as I can. Basically, I'm a a stay-at-home dad now for most of the day, and so a lot of the time that I would have um, in the old days, so to speak, where I could call up someone and we would do an interview or have someone over and do an interview doesn't happen quite as often as it once did. So I'm trying to think of ways to be creative but still continue to do the podcast on weeks when I don't have an interview. And this is sort of a theme podcast today. It's different in that um, I actually uh, typed it out in manuscript form, not the part I'm doing right now. This is all impromptu. Aren't you impressed? But um, I really wanted to share about St. Patrick today because when I'm releasing this, St. Patrick's Day is almost here. Um, Recently, back in January, I wrote a song with an incredible singer and songwriter named Eddie Kirkland. Uh, about St. Patrick's Prayer, which you're going to hear about today on the podcast, and then we're going to have the song played at the end. Um, I recorded it last week uh, just here in my home studio. It's not ready for radio or anything, but it gives you the gist, and um, for right now, as, as long as you're getting this um, I think before Sunday, you might be listening to it afterwards, we're going to keep it up for a little while longer, but you can download the demo for free and get the uh, lead sheet for free. Um, it uh, should be up on CCLI by now, but just in case you can't get it uh, from there, you can get it from rickleyjames.com. Well, anyway, my friend Eddie Kirkland, uh, he is one of the music pastors, the main worship leader at uh, North... <clears throat> Sorry, is it North Point? I I forgot. It's Andy Stanley's church in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, my mind is blank for a second. Sorry, I, I think that since I've become a dad, I uh, have a broken brain or some sort of brain damage. But <laughs> anyway, the reason that I'm doing this manuscript today is because I wanted to get my thoughts together about St. Patrick, and I wanted you to hear the story behind why I find him to be such an amazing person, not only in Christian history, but in world history. I really feel like if it wasn't for St. Patrick and his influence, we may not only not have Christianity in the Western world today, we may not be literate, and you may think we're illiterate now anyway in in many ways, but it's really incredible the influence that Patrick had. It upsets me when we know nothing about the man and uh, know nothing about the heart that he had, the legacy that he left. And it seems like our society, all we think of on St. Patrick's Day, all I ever knew about it growing up was, you know, wear green or you're going to get pinched. And uh, as I've become an adult, I found that it's an excuse for bars to sell green beer at reduced prices and people get drunk and they've completely removed themselves from the Christian origins of the day. So, um, I wanted today to be about St. Patrick. So this is all about St. Patrick and why I feel like he is significant. So I hope you enjoy it. I took some time to write it out, and we're going to end it with the prayer of St. Patrick. Imagine living in Ireland in the early 5th century. It's a land without literacy. It's a land without cities. 
It's a place where magic and reality ran together under the influence of the Druids. It's a place where gods lived in the stones on the ground and in the trees of the forest. It's a place where human sacrifice was practiced, and fierce warriors would bring terror upon their enemies with stories of magical shape-shifting abilities. To enter into this world is to enter into the world of St. Patrick. St. Patrick's given name was Patricius. He was born into a middle-class home on a Romanized Britain. Slavery was widespread in that region, and as a young boy, Patricius was uh, kidnapped by Irish slavers. As a slave, he was forced into the wild countryside to be a shepherd. It was a life of poverty and isolation, where hunger and nakedness were his constant companions. Patricius really didn't believe in God, and found priests to be foolish in the days before his enslavement. But now, in the cold, isolated fields of Ireland, he turned to the God of his parents and began to pray. During this miserable six-year period of slavery and isolation, Patricius became something he most likely would never have become without it, a holy man who learned how to listen and how to pray. On the final night of his captivity, he heard a voice that told him, Your hungers are rewarded, you are going home. To make a long story a bit shorter, he escaped in a lifeboat after traveling seemingly endless miles and eventually returned to his family. He then went on to study in France, or Gaul as it was known at the time. He became a priest, then a bishop, and feeling the call of God on his life was led back to Ireland as a missionary. It's hard for me to imagine the amount of courage it took for Patrick to return to the land that had enslaved him and stolen away his youth. To confront the bloodthirsty Irishman wielding battle axes with nothing more than the love of Jesus Christ is evidence of that courage. However, the pagans of Ireland were not utterly without virtue. They could be courageous, loyal, and generous, and these virtues were exemplified by Patricius winning his converts by the thousands. As he gained influence, he became the first public figure to take a stand against slavery, imploring the Britons to end the practice in Ireland altogether. Possibly the greatest contribution made to the world by St. Patrick is that he introduced the printed word to the Irish. When Rome fell in the early 5th century to Gothic illiterate rule, their scriptoriums were destroyed, their books were burned, and the employment of copyists was ended. By contrast, the Irish rapidly embraced literacy and education, due in great part to St. Patrick and his influence. This former warrior society led into Christianity without bloodshed. Many of them became fascinated by stories of early Christian martyrs, and their desire to recreate martyr-like circumstances led certain pious men to the conception of the Green Martyr. The Green Martyrs were reclusive holy men who removed themselves from society, venturing into forests and other wild places for the purpose of study and prayer. This is where the concept of monasteries came from. Religious people would gather together to study, to pray, and to copy old books. These Irish monasteries took on the prehistoric Irish virtue of hospitality, and all who would come were welcomed. In this once illiterate land full of stories of shapeshifters and mythology, it now began to fill with libraries, and something that seems unique even our enlightened times, an open-minded Christianity. 
After the Bible and the Gospels were copied by the copyists, the stories of Greek mythology and prehistoric Irish tales were copied down into monastic scriptoriums. Irish monasteries viewed all learning as sacred, not just what was found in scripture. Now think about that. Irish monasteries viewed all learning as sacred, not just what was found in scripture or what was so-called Christian. In their open-minded brand of Christianity, they observed old holidays like May Day, Halloween, and Easter, even though it had been banned by Rome, because Easter was not originally a Christian holiday. I don't know if you know that, folks. The irony is that in the 5th century, when Rome fell and Europe fell into anarchy, their well-educated academics fled to Ireland. The monasteries of Ireland became cultural hubs for exiled European academics where the last remaining books of antiquity were copied and treasured. This is, as author Thomas Cahill tells in his book by the same name, How the Irish Saved Civilization. I wonder if St. Patrick had any idea that his introduction of literacy as well as Christianity to the Irish people would in turn save Western culture. That is why Patrick is so important, not only to Christianity, but to the world. There's a very famous prayer known as St. Patrick's Breastplate. Characteristics of its language would assign it to the 7th or 8th century, so it cannot be definitively ascribed to St. Patrick himself, but it is patrician to its core. Like Patrick, the prayer sees the universe itself as the great sacrament designed by a loving creator to, be, to bless human beings. To quote Thomas Cahill from his book, How the Irish Saved Civilization, it is, in attitude, the work of a Christian druid, a man of both faith and magic. Its feeling is entirely un-Augustinian, but it is this feeling that will go on to animate the best poetry of the Middle Ages. If Patrick did not write it, it surely takes its inspiration from him, for in this cosmic incantation the inarticulate outcast who wept for slaves, aided common men in difficulty, and loved sunrise and sea, at last finds his voice. Appropriately, it is an Irish voice. So that was uh, what I kind of typed out in manuscript form, and even found a couple typos on the way. Sorry, what can I say? I'm watching a baby, uh, which is my privilege to do. But I want to I want to close this by reading first the breast the breastplate of St. Patrick um, as as is found in the book How the Irish Save Civilization and then to close out this time about St. Patrick um, I want to actually play the song for you that Eddie Kirkland and I wrote together uh, to commemorate this day and I hope that somehow in your houses of worship that you won't let this day pass by it really is a significant significant day in Christian history and in the world and, uh, you know, if Patrick had not uh, brought Christianity to the Irish, which was such a courageous thing to do, um, after he had been enslaved by them and his childhood was stolen by them as a boy, for him to go to these savage people who were illiterate, these savage people who had literally battle axes with the love of Christ as his only weapon, um, is an amazing thing. And the fact that he taught them not only about Christ, but he taught them how to read, how to write. And they just voraciously took on literacy and took down to copy um, literature that would later be destroyed in the Roman world. 
is a really significant thing. So here is the breastplate of St. Patrick, the prayer attributed to him. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through the belief in the threeness, through the confession of the oneness of the Creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth with His baptism, through the strength of His crucifixion with burial, through the strength of His resurrection with His ascension, through the strength of His descent for the judgment day. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim, in obedience of angels, in the service of archangels, in hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in prayers of patriarchs, in predictions of prophets, in preaching of apostles, in faith of confessors, in innocence of holy virgins, in deeds of righteous men. I arise today through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of moon, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me. From snares of demons, from temptations of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and anear, alone and in multitude, I summon today all these powers between me and those evils, against every cruel, merciless power that may oppose my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of pagandom, against false laws of heretics, against craft of idolatry against spells of witches and smiths and wizards, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul, Christ to shield me today, against poisoning, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come to me abundance of reward, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the Creator of creation. And that was the breastplate of St. Patrick. I think what stands out to me the most and why I feel it so significant that I want people to remember St. Patrick for the person he was is a line that says, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the eye and every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. And uh, that would be uh, our prayer as we remember St. Patrick and hopefully our prayer as believers that, that Christ is what people would see and think about. Well, here is the prayer of St. Patrick put to music by myself and my buddy Eddie Kirkland. God bless you guys, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head.
unto myself today, the Father, Spirit, Son. I call upon the holy name of God, the three in one. I rise today by power of faith that Christ was born to save. Conquering death upon the cross and bursting from the grave. in my head the official podcast of rick lee james if you'd like to know more about me my ministry my music my life go to my website at rickleejames.com and i'd love this to be a community experience so if you call 937-505-0162 you can leave feedback 
You can give me suggestions for future shows. You can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.